You're listening to Farius on Football with Ryan Farius. If there's football, he's talking about it. Here's your host in three, two, one. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Farius on Football podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Farius, and today I just wanted to give a brief recap about the opening week of the new USFL. Right off the bat, I just want to say that I'm rooting for two teams in this league, one in each division. In the North Division, I'm rooting for the New Jersey Generals. And in the South Division, I'm rooting for the Tampa Bay Bandits. And I'll get into why I'm rooting for these teams in a moment. Now, to just quickly rattle off the scores here. In the season opener this past Saturday, the hometown Birmingham Stallions beat the New Jersey Generals 28-24. On Sunday, the Houston Gamblers beat the Michigan Panthers 17-12. And the New Orleans Breakers beat the Philadelphia Stars 23-17. In what kind of turned out to be a USFL edition of Monday Night Football due to this game being postponed because of weather on Sunday, the Tampa Bay Bandits beat the Pittsburgh Maulers by a score of 17-3, ending the very first week of the new USFL season. All of these scores were a courtesy of USFL.com. Now let's get into why I'm rooting for the Generals and the Bandits. First off, I absolutely love their head coaches, for the most part. My favorite coach in this league by far is the Bandits coach, Todd Haley. When I first got into the NFL, Todd Haley was still the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time where they had Ben Roethlisberger still somewhat in his prime, although he was getting older, Antonio Brown when he was rivaling Jerry Rice when it came to production, Le'Veon Bell when he was absolutely a monster in the backfield. So he was calling plays for what was by far the best triplet in the National Football League at that time. And they did really well. They were putting up points. They were getting yards. Hell, they made it to the AFC Championship game back in 2016. But then, of course, that was the 28-3 year. We all know how that went as Patriots fans. But that's neither here nor there. And I know that things got rocky down the road in Pittsburgh. I guess Ben Roethlisberger gave him some flack. He got fired. He went to Cleveland, got some flack from Baker Mayfield. There was all sorts of dysfunction with Hugh Jackson as the head coach, blah, 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 all that. But either way... I still have a ton of respect for Todd Haley as a football coach, and I was so, so happy that he got this Tampa Bay Bandits job, and so far, he's shown some results. He isn't calling the plays on offense anymore, but he looks to have the most complete football team in this league right now. And I was even happier for him that in this draft, he got who, in my opinion, is going to be the best quarterback in this league in Jordan Ta'amu. Here's why I think that, and here's a little bit of background on Jordan. So Jordan Ta'amu really came onto the scene a couple of years ago in 2020 before the pandemic hit, when the XFL had its first reboot, which by the way was an absolutely fantastic product. I'm very sad that COVID hit and shut that thing down. In that league, there was no question about it. PJ Walker for the Houston Roughnecks was by far the best quarterback in that league. He was like the Patrick Mahomes of that league. But in some fashions, not too far behind him, was Jordan Ta'amu. I really think he was the second best quarterback in that league when he was playing for the St. Louis Battlehawks. And right now, I'm not seeing anyone in this USFL who was half as good as P.J. Walker was. So automatically, with his experience in a spring league like this, I think Ta'amu automatically takes this top spot in this league. And at least in his first drive, I think he showed it. The Bandits had by far the most crisp opening drive that I've seen in this league. And that's saying something because the generals had a pretty good one in their own right, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But of course, and this was a trend that I saw with multiple teams in the opening week, after a first 
drive that was really good and ended up going for a touchdown, these offenses tended just to go completely stagnant. Now, I don't know if these defenses made some serious adjustments afterward, but some of these drives afterward were just absolutely ridiculous. Running backs constantly getting stuffed in the backfield on second down. Jordan Ta'amu threw a terrible pick before halftime. Then there was one that was tipped up that should have been caught by a receiver. That got picked off as well. So he ended the night with one touchdown and two picks. Oh, and by the way, almost every kicker I saw in opening weekend stunk. They stunk. They couldn't hit a field goal to save their lives. But just to end off on the bandits, I think in my heart of hearts, if they get the little things cleaned up on offense, the tip balls, the run blocking, actually being able to kick field goals, stuff of that nature, I think this is going to be the best team in the new USFL. And Jordan Ta'amu will be the league MVP. Mark my words. Now moving on to my other team, the New Jersey Generals. This is where I say for the most part when it comes to the coach. But for the most part, I love their head coach and I really, really love their quarterback. First off, their coach, Mike Riley, a spring league legend. I watched him coach in the AAF when he coached the San Antonio Commanders, and I watched him in the XFL when he was the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Dragons. As much as I love him, I do have one big gripe with him that he's shown me thus far, and I'll get to that in just a second. And now to their quarterback, or at least one of them, yet another spring ball legend, one Luis Perez. I watched him in the AAF when he was the starting quarterback for the Birmingham Iron, and I watched him in the XFL when he started a few games for the New York Guardians. He's nothing flashy. He's just your classic drop-back, accurate pocket passer. If you have an offense in one of these spring leads that you just want him to be accurate and run your offense efficiently, he's your guy. And he had a really good game in the season opener. In looking at his stats on the box score of this game from the USFL schedule page, Perez was 13 for 18 with a 72.2 completion percentage, 143 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, QBR of 132.4. Now here's the thing. He should have had an even better game than that. And this is where my gripe with Mike Riley comes in. Throughout multiple drives of this game, Mike Riley would just yank Louise completely and put in DeAndre Johnson, who's kind of their gadget quarterback guy who can run. And it's not even like what Sean Payton did with Taysom Hill with the Saints, where he would either line him up at tight end or just put him in at quarterback for gadget plays here and there. Riley put Johnson out there for entire drives even on obvious passing downs, because it looked like he just kind of fell in love with his legs way too quickly. And sure, Johnson did get you some yards with his legs. He even got into the end zone at one point. But here's what really ticks me off. The Stallions score the go-ahead touchdown. They were up by four with less than a minute to go. This seems like the perfect scenario for Luis Perez to come in, slowly matriculate the ball down the field, get first downs, and stop the clock because these are college rules when it comes to the clock and the first down. So whenever you get a first down, they stop the clock to set the sticks. He could matriculate the ball down the field and then take some shots at the end zone when you're close enough. But no. What does Mike Riley do? He trots out DeAndre Johnson for that entire series and just throws three or four Hail Marys before the clock runs out. And I guess I kind of get it. Because DeAndre Johnson is the more athletic quarterback, he could scramble around and then just huck it up there. But at the same time, Luis Perez is clearly the better thrower of the football. We saw it on the very first play of the game. 
he threw what I believe was a 49-yard bomb to Randy Satterfield on the very first drive where they ended up scoring a touchdown. So you know he can throw it deep when you need him to. Why not give that a shot? And he's certainly a more accurate thrower than Johnson. I think Satterfield on that last drive was fairly open, but Johnson underthrew him. I don't think Luis Perez underthrows that football in that situation. So sorry, Mike. Love you to death, but that was stupid. What I'm really hoping is that their reasoning for playing Johnson so much was because Luis Perez signed with the team really late and DeAndre Johnson knew the system more. And I'm actually surprised I forgot to mention this. It is actually kind of screwed up how Luis Perez got the job in the first place. So originally, the New Jersey Generals drafted a quarterback by the name of Ben Holmes with the fourth overall pick in the USFL draft. He, he was a 5'10 quarterback that came from Tarleton State, I think it was. But during training camp, not only did he break his toe, which he had put up on either his Instagram or his Twitter, pretty much saying, here's to a fast recovery and bounce back. But also in watching the first episode of a Hard Knock style behind the scenes documentary aired right before the game on Fox called United by Football, they were showing footage of Ben Holmes at practice, missing guys, not making the right reads, Mike Riley having to constantly talk to the guy. So I think a combination of the injury and how he was underperforming in practice, they just decided to cut him and then bring in Luis Perez. To me, it's similar to the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation, but it certainly wasn't half as bad as Bledsoe's injury. So as a Generals fan, my hope is that with another week of practice for Luis Perez to get this system under his belt, Mike Riley will actually decide to play him for more drives and insert DeAndre Johnson for a lot less time. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Luis Perez is a spring football legend. He is clearly the best quarterback on this team. You have to let him play. So there are my praises and my rants about my two favorite teams in this league. I'm very excited to see what happens in week two. Hopefully every team gets their little issues cleaned up, especially on offense. And who knows, maybe some kickers will actually be able to do their jobs this week. All right, and that'll do it for this episode of the Farius on Football podcast. I'm Ryan Farius. Thank you all so much for listening.